Hi. Okay. <laughs> so I literally used to be anxious 80, 90% of the time. I wasn't able to be in a romantic relationship, at least in person, for like more than five or six months. And I was kind of in this perpetual state of burnout until I found this somatic, these somatic tools. I started applying them to my own life. They were so life-changing that I got certified in it. And I'm kind of obsessed because now, you know, I'm probably still anxious 20, 30% of the time, but I I know what to do and my capacity to feel it and not get overwhelmed is just so different. Um, I'm in a 2.5 plus and counting amazing romantic relationship. I still sometimes go into burnout, but it's so much less like somatics fucking changed my life. <laughs> so I'm obsessed with it and I'm an evangelist. I even when I like before I was certified, I was like telling everyone to go do core energetics, which is the kind of somatics I'm certified in. And I want to get it into the hands of as many people as possible because it was so life-changing for me. So the program I studied in is a four-year program and still exists. There's one in New York. There's one that I get to teach in and help out at in Montreal, the Montreal Institute of Core Energetics. But for coaches, healers, therapists, folks who want to add some advanced somatic tools to your repertoire, but you don't necessarily want to do a a full year, a four-year program, I am introducing the Advanced Somatic Technique Certification. (laughs) Um, It's a six-month program where you'll learn these tools, you'll, you'll get them into your own cells, because the best way to learn these techniques is to get them into your own cells, but you'll also learn how to apply them for clients, they're super effective for anxiety. You can even work with trauma without talking about the trauma um, because it's stored in our cells and our nervous system. So you will get everything you need to start using them with your clients. So if you're interested in that, be sure to head over to brinbamber.com and you'll learn everything you need to know. Okay. Sending you all the best vibes, and let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Trauma-Informed Witch Podcast, where we'll talk about patriarchy, mental health, creating money and abundance, and how to live a life that feels rich and that is rich. Let's go. I'm super excited we're doing this and I'm super excited that it actually got delayed a couple times because Coco and I got to meet in person. So that was really fun. You are a lot weirder in person than I thought you would be. Yes. (laughs) I wanted to hear it. Oh, she tells me what I need to work on in my marketing. 
thing, right? <laughs> you like, bring the weirdness out, but like, I am really weird. You're yeah. so weird. I love it so much. Yeah. So, okay. Why don't you start by introducing yourself to the people who don't know you, and then we'll dive in. Yes. Um, so I am Coco Madari, and I help people combine their business and their art and their activism together so they don't feel they have to compartmentalize all of the different parts of themselves and just like make it one entity so that they can make a ton of money and not have to work so hard yeah and in a way that's ethical in a way that's artistic in a way that uses all their gifts exactly and in a way that is like even further than ethical but like um like yeah but like but like as an extension of all of the amazing things that they want to see in the world and all of the things they want yeah it's not just ethic it's not just like not toxic but it's like yeah. advancing the cause of burning down the patriarchy or the white supremacy or whatever you want to burn down <laughs> exactly all of the above so good yes Yes. So I wanted, this is the first question that came to mind that I thought would be fun to ask you, which is like, so we just went on an amazing trip with so many amazing humans, coach types and weirdo, <laughs> artsy, um, patriarchy burning types. Yeah. What was your, what's your like biggest lesson or takeaway from that trip? Because I feel like there were so many geniuses in the same room. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my biggest lesson was, like, that, um, you know, obviously there was some incredible stuff about the Life Coach School uh, mastermind. And there were also things that were like, like, like a little bit questionable or like was missing the mark on the like activism, white supremacy, smashing. And it made me realize like, I can do what Brooke is doing and I can do it better and I can make even more money. And that was a huge realization. It's like, oh my gosh, I love her so much. Like, I never want to say like, anything bad about her at all she's completely changed my life and like her goal is 100 million I think that like just the transformations that her work has given me is worth 100 million she should have that and more I love her so much and I can do it better and that is really fun yeah, yeah. And just for anyone listening who doesn't know who Brooke is, we're talking about Brooke Castillo, who's the founder of the Life Coach School and her business. It, you know, she, I think she really is changing the life coach industry and normalizing making money as a life coach and giving a shit ton of value. And her business is making 40 million and she's going for 100. And she's helped me and she's helped Coco and Coco's certified in the life coach school system which is not and she's a human and she's imperfect and like 
what I want to say, and like maybe this is offensive, but like fuck it, who cares? Is like she's got she's got it unlocked for like the blonde white life coaches. Yes. <laughs> so like female blonde white, she's like got that market, and she is totally changing lives. And I even part of my reflection, like after going to this event where I was just at the the lunches and the parties and not at the official parts, but being with all these amazing people was like, what if Brooke had gotten scared and quit? Totally. Or afraid of like hurting the people of color with her marketing or with her coaching, because, you know, I have experienced harm by some things that she has said, and I'm sure lots of other yeah. people have, but like, what if she had been so too afraid because of that, and then had not done what she did. Yeah, I, and it's like the fact that all of us were there and there were so many amazing people who are concerned about the white supremacy, like maybe more slightly more so than Brooke is, because she's, she's awakening to that, right? But yeah. it's a new, like when 2020 hit and George Floyd happened, was murdered like she was like what what is a white supremacy so she's like yeah waking up to it and hiring coaches and trying you know trying to learn about diversity equity inclusion but like it's very at least what I've heard from her on her podcast it's like it's pretty 101 like (laughs) you know like (laughs) learning that first step which we have to start at step one and it's great that she's there and she's you know, <clears throat> trying. And yeah, I think you're right. It's like the world needs you because her school is not safe for everybody or it's not the right fit. Totally, totally. And I thing I love about Brooke is that she, you know, wants it to be like, I'm doing this and I want you to do it better. I want you to take what I'm doing. Yeah. Add your spin to it, add whatever like and do it even better make even more money than me and take it way further and I honestly you know feel that way too about people who have yet to experience life coaching like people in third world countries like we are still privileged that we even have access to coaching and Mm -hmm. are in countries that aren't like in war and all of that stuff where we have the ability to work on our thoughts and work on our like depression and work on our anxiety. Um, And I think about that a lot where it's like when people who are at a lower level of privilege than me have access to coaching, they're just going to take it so much further because they have so much like, wisdom and so so much more to unravel but also because that you need to go deeper you go further and I'm like very excited about that so I think it's just the way yeah 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 and 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 every person is gonna you know take it in the way that works for them and then be able to help you know we I I think, and, and maybe this isn't always true, but I think like we help people with the same wounds that we have or who have similar experiences and similar struggles. Yeah. 
So I think my community is like not exact same as yours, but similar in the sense that they are activists, they are artists, they are spiritual, but they're like, those don't, those things don't go with money. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, there's the art over here and the activism over here and like, but like making money, I think there's sometimes a disconnect. So maybe can you share a little bit? I, I don't know if you like came out of the womb, like knowing these things were connected or like no. when that hit you on your journey, but maybe talk a little bit about how you got to this place where you are now, where you're like a DJ and a coach and a singer and, a, you know, and it all comes together and it all is a part of your activism. Yeah. Um, yeah, I actually went to school for business like I was told you can't go into arts or else we're not gonna pay your whatever like art is complete waste of time like like I I would I hadn't even considered doing it because of the like sheer amount of shame and embarrassment I would experience from like people around me but like also my family so I'm like okay I'm gonna go into business mm-hmm and um, I was just planning on, like, okay, my life is, like, I'm going to get married to a man um, because fuck being queer. I don't – I'm not that. And um, – same. Yeah, same. Yeah. <laughs> and we're going to have kids and get a house, and I'm going to climb the corporate ladder, and then I'm going to become um, a chief marketing officer. That was, like, my – Oh, so you're still a marketer. That's like one thread. I picked marketing because it was the most artsy part of business. Right. That's yeah. True. The the place where I, you can do you can do graphic design. I I'm a graphic designer as well, and I've like built websites, and so I'm like, okay, like I can I can fit my art into this. Mm -hmm. It was like it was like a nice compromise that felt really good, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and then. I was like in this life and in this really abusive relationship. And um, I think the, the thing that like when I became a coach, I wasn't sure like who I was and like what I was offering. But actually when George Floyd happened, mm. something awoke awoke in me where mm -hmm. I was like pure rage ang angry yeah and I came to this place where I was just like give me money <laughs> <laughs> I like put a PayPal link up and I was like anyone wants to give me money you can give me money and people did and I just like got this like intense confidence because I was processing all of this anger and processing all of this shame. And then once that started happening, then I started making a lot more money. So I was like, oh, mm -hmm. processing your feelings around the like injustices of the world, the things that happened to you create this level of confidence and certainty and just like groundedness that ends up with you making more money because you're showing up with this like power and this like, mm. you know, like feet on the floor, like connected to ancestors, like all the shit. And 
so that's when I was like, oh, wow, like there's actually a connection here. Yeah. And when, when, you know, because in core energetics, we work with feelings in the body. Like one of the things I'm always teaching my clients is like suppressing anger takes a shit ton of energy. Mm. Because it wants to come through when there's an injustice. And especially if you were socialized as a woman, you were taught, most of us were taught, like, don't, yeah, if you're angry, you're a bitch. If you're, yeah, the only time you can be angry is, like, if it's, like, an extreme, You have, it has to be so just, justified. You can't just, like, be annoyed that your friend's late. It's, like, and like it like it has to be justified and you have to process it quickly like yeah. you have to like express it and then you need to be done you can't continue to be angry like one thing that when i was in my really abusive relationship was like he had this rule where you could only be angry while the fight is happening you can't be angry after the fight is done yeah, that was, like, a rule. But, like, he would create these fighting rules. Yeah. Where it would be, like, if it was your fault that the argument started, then you're the one who needs to apologize. And, like, you can't be mad. And so it was always my fault that the um, argument started. And According to him, right? Oh, yeah, of course. And then he would say these, like, really terrible things while we were fighting. And I would be, like, in freeze mode. And then I would be angry afterwards. And then he'd be like, well, fight's over. Like, he let out his anger and then I'm not allowed. Yeah. So, yes, I totally understand. The, and like, that's, like, I mean, the, I think the parallel is, like, we're in an abusive relationship with the patriarchy. And the patriarchy does have all these rules of, like, you can only be angry if it's very intense. And, yeah, you have to, like, move into forgiveness quickly, process it quickly and you have to be gracious and generous and yeah and you shouldn't show it you should only show it in appropriate context <laughs> and so it and so we are like literally because it's like anger is like the fight hormone right like these are like hormonal processes that happen in our body but to stop it we literally like we there's tension you like tense your shoulder because like it's like the natural thing is to like fight or at least to allow that energy into your voice right what I find with so many of my clients is like they're saying like no no don't don't do that I'm so angry and it's like there's no they aren't allowing the energy of anger to even come into their vocal cords totally so suppressed so that makes actual total sense to me that you like moved through that anger you because because it it is a part of our power right our anger is a part of our life force energy and so you let that energy flow so you could connect to all of your power the parts that are angry and and all the other parts totally yeah and you stop doing, like, because literally, I, you know, I had suppressed anger for probably until I found core energetics. So, like, I don't know, 27 years or something. And it's, like, literally, like, you're, like, holding it at bay. And it's exhausting. People are exhausted from holding their anger down. Yes. 
so good. Yes. So yeah, that's kind of how I found the connection between business and activism. Mm. And then the connection between business and art was basically just like being a coach and just like having people tell me over and over and over again, like, I like how you're a coach and other things. Like I didn't read <laughs> that I was a coach and other things, but like people just kept telling me that. And I was like, Oh, like this is a reason why people want to work is that is because I'm multi-dimensional. So I was like, okay, so like the more multi-dimensional I can be, the more that people want to work with me because I, that's who I am and people want to be more of who they are. So I just started practicing and considering the idea that like when I'm making music, I'm also coaching when I am, mm -hmm. I'm also coaching when I am, you know, dancing, I'm also coaching. Mm -hmm. um, I'm also like making money. So, and, and also like when you're doing those creative things, different um, portals activate in your brain, different connections are being made. And it's kind of like a, you know, somatic healing experience versus yeah. a, a, like changing thoughts. Like when you're like moving your body with music and one thing that I've been really uh, doing is like allowing myself to dance like a monkey because mm -hmm. that is like such a racialized, you know, mm -hmm. um, shameful thing. Yeah. So, so shameful to be a monkey as a black person. Yeah. But we are monkeys. We are animals. So like when I'm dancing, I can feel myself connecting to the more raw, more primal parts of myself. And that activates like different like levels of self-love, levels mm -hmm. of self-trust, levels of like um, deep self-acceptance, self which of course is going to make me more money. So it's like, yeah. Yeah. And I've heard you talk about like kind of your like energetic bub like, I don't know how you said it, but like your you take up you your energy taking up more space. Mm, yes, 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 yes. Um, yeah. So I was talking about like being stoned in the grocery store. <laughs> yeah. <Sure. laughs> and um, just like noticing that like when I'm stoned, my nervous system is more calm. Mm -hmm. And therefore, I feel more confident to take up more space. And that this just kind of happens naturally. And at the same time, I'm also more aware of other people's energy. I was like walking in the grocery store and I was stoned. And I was noticing how some people were uncomfortable by like how much space I was taking up because I was like kind of dancing to like dancing to the store, you know. And um, I started to feel afraid. And then um, so that's like connecting the art with the activism and being like, okay, so I'm feeling afraid right now. Why am I feeling afraid? And then I realized it's because like black people were not allowed to take up this much space. And I like realized that I had trauma around the Jim Crow era where um, my ancestors or maybe me, me in a past life or something like that was harassed in grocery stores. 
right? Like in the Jim Crow era, you like if you were at like a, a two like a, a four way stop sign and then you came first and then a white person came second, they have to go first. So like that happens in the grocery store too, where it's like if like maybe like if a white person's in the aisle, you can. like so many different deferential like playing this deferential and 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 the i i find at least the biggest experiences of of microaggressions i experience are people are like white people who are in like um you know who are poor or who like don't um maybe have the same education or whatever and they're like Mm -hmm. jealous so I, I could only imagine the amount of, like, uh, racism that Black people have experiences from grocery store people. Mm. So then I like, considering that, and then I was, like, feeling the emotions of, like, the fear and also the anger. And then I was, like, processing that in my body in the grocery store. And then what happened was this, like, white grocery store clerk she like opened I was like I was like standing right in front of the freezer and then she like opened the door for me and then like held it open and I was just like I like snapped out of it and I was like oh my god thank you and she's like oh no problem and it was just like this like really beautiful experience like she just like held it open for me and I just like felt like royalty and it was just like really awesome and it and then like through that a thought came in that was like you're safe now like it is safe now and it was only when I like really allowed myself to feel the fear and the anger and acknowledge what happened did that like lesson or the um, affirmation come in of like things are different now like you like it is different now and like take up space yeah 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 and I think like another layer of that is like being socialized as a woman. It's obviously not the same, but there's like similar, some similarities of like, because I can, you know, relate to it, but I obviously, well, I'm not black. If anyone's listening to the podcast and doesn't know (laughs) who I am, Um, I'm white. Uh, But yeah, I can relate to like feeling like I wrote this, blog post that kind of got me in some shit but um (laughs) about feeling allowed to sit in the living room and just like be if there were dishes that needed to be done Mm. and not and feeling like anxious and I just like had I could like I was to go to the kitchen yeah like that was my place and it feels like it was like it came up in therapy and it was this experience of like practicing sitting in the living room and practicing having my energy just be, just take up space. Totally. And not be like, cause I feel like energetically, like the socialization of the patriarchy is this like wisp. It's like this, like suck it in, like, like mm-hmm. keep it in and you're walking a tightrope. <laughs> yeah. Unless you're fucked and then you get to let it out. Right. Yeah. Even the, there was a <laughs> lyric that I heard that was like, oh, uh, I can't remember. It was like a lady in the streets and a 
the other day of like my relationship to screaming and I I like need to scream to let out uh, anger and, and different things and so I'm like constantly looking for a place that I can scream because like screaming like my the walls in my apartment are like so thin and just like so many things and then I and then I was thinking about just like how much I have held in my screams and I was like that's why I used to scream so loud during sex. It's the only place. It's the only place you're allowed to scream as a yeah. black woman, like to show your like, whatever. And so I would scream so fucking loud. It was ridiculous. And then like my boyfriend would be like, oh, I'm so good. It's like, no. <laughs> no. You're like, pent up, nothing to do with you. Uh, the only place it's safe to scream. Like how fucked up is that? Yeah. Yeah, and in core energetics, like, screaming is part of the work. Mm -hmm. On, like, voice blocks, but even screaming, like, it comes, like, it can come right from your genitals, right? Like, it's, like, mm -hmm. full body. So, it can we can even, sometimes it's even, like, a belly block or something that we're working with that you would scream. But, yeah, the, the studio space that I rent is, like, in a building that mm -hmm. you can... It's in, like, the warehouse, and we're next door to, like, um, this, like, board game company. So they're, it's mostly just, like, I think it's, like, snakes and lattes or something. But it's, like, mostly just, like, a warehouse full of board games. And then over the Christmas holidays, they have, like, staff there because people buy a lot of board games. Yeah. But they just, like, know that we, yeah. we scream and nothing has gone wrong and it's part of the therapy. Yeah, I was just thinking about, like, um, the next Big Bang Mastermind I have, I want it to be, um, a, have a live event, because just, like, just, like, being in the live event of, um, the LCS Mastermind, I'm like, oh, my God, being in person with people is everything. It is, yeah. Literally everything. So, um, yeah, I want to do, like, um get a mansion and like have different rooms and I definitely want there to be a screaming room I love it an area where you can just like scream and just like let everything out so, so important pardon so important it's like yeah. literally everything to let yeah. Yeah, and so it's, it, yeah, it's like the, ener I love this conversation, it's like the energetic manifestation of the white supremacy and the patriarchy, mm -hmm. like how our energy should be, and then the healing is just like, I mean, it is feeling the fear and feeling the anger, and it's also just like letting yourself take up space, letting yourself be big. Yeah be seen right like even it's like oh I shouldn't be you know totally I shouldn't be seen it's like no in the grocery store or in the living room for you know for me it's safe for me totally to be seen and to take up space totally so how do you think like money plays into like that like you having your energy like how do those things go together because I have a sense but I want to kind of like yeah um 
How does it all play together? Well, it's hard to make money when you are not being your full self. Right. And you're not being your full self when you're like holding back and you are like following rules that are yours, thinking thoughts that aren't yours. And you can make money, obviously, but it just takes a lot more effort. And making money in the way that I teach how to make money is like literally just stepping deeper into who you truly are. Mm -hmm. And that is just like a agreement you're making with the universe where it's just like, I'm stepping deeper into me. And like, the more I do that, the more the universe is just like, here's some money, here's some money. Right. And I know that when I process something or when I let something go and when I step deeper into myself, I just have this deeper knowing about what to do, what to say, and feeling so much more grounded and confident in myself that like making money is just obvious. Right. Yeah. It's just like something that happens. Like after you have a really good cry and then the next day you're just like, Oh yeah. You know what to do or you know what yeah. to say, or your presence is just magnetic, more magnetic. It's yes, exactly. It's just magic. Yeah. I feel like part of my journey was, like, I learned how to make money by people-pleasing because that was, like, one of my survival strategies from childhood. It's, like, you people-please to get your needs met. So then when I entered the working world, it was, like, oh, okay, to get, my ne- to get like, my money needs met, I, got, I have to continue to people-please. Yeah. Again, is like, tiring and, like, what do, who does this person, who does my boss want me to be? And then yeah. I've done that. You know, I've, I've like, one of my things is like the chameleon. It's like, oh, I can be super scientific or I can be super woo woo or I can be, you know, as opposed oh. to being friend. It's like, who do you want, you know, who do you want me to be? And I'll be that person. I used to like think it was such a, an amazing skill I had where I was like, Whoever I'm talking to, I can find out who they want me to be and be that. Yeah. It's crazy. I was like, I am so skilled. <laughs> yeah. And it is, it is a skill and it's a survival yeah. strategy. And like, yeah. for both of us, it probably, you know, kept us okay for the first 18 years or however long. Yeah. Totally. We home. And even now there is like, you know, it's like, whatever, I'm going to pull it out when I'm fucking crossing the border. Like, yes, I will be who the border guard wants me to be so that this can happen. Right. Like totally. And now it's like, yeah, it's like sometimes like in core energetics, we call it your mask or that's part of what we call it. And it's like, yeah, sometimes you want your mask on. Sometimes you want to just, have that defense and and not be vulnerable and not like cry with the border guard about whatever's happening for you or if the border guard's being a dick not you don't want to like 
show them your anger because you just want to get across the border and then you can be angry after and process it with totally you trust processing it there but yeah I so many of us just were always in that right we learned to always be in that and and I think for me part of the journey was like who what am I feeling what do I want who am you know like that was a whole process because I was so when I talk to my clients about it I talk about like our sensor like we turned all our sensors out yeah so we're like you know what's that person feeling what's that per and we have not we didn't we turned none of them in like Mm -hmm. What am I feeling? What do I want? I have no idea. I know what this person wants. I know what that person wants. I know what that person wants. I can give it to them, but I don't know what I want. Totally. And it's been a process of correcting and like with my clients too, it's like, okay, let's turn them all in. You're good at the out thing. You don't need any more practice. You practice that. Let's turn them all in. What do you need? What do you want? So that, you know, it's like, I think I still have some like puritanical whatever about money, you know, like you have to work hard and making money is not fun. It's like, I forget that like comedians make money. Like my brain can't, there's a part of me that's like, but they're just being funny. And having fun. How is that profitable? But it totally is. Totally is. It totally is. And I think a big part of that is just your self concept. Like I, I'm gonna hop off at like at ten forty, so like three minutes. Okay, perfect. Um, so one thing I've been thinking about as I'm stepping into my um famous pop star stardom is like oh I literally just have to think that I am that right now and just show up with that energy as I perform songs Mm -hmm. that's literally all I need to do yeah yeah and people that's that's is just is just believing that you are there and you are ready you know, because cause that cause startup does come with like some stuff that is like scary and whatever and just deciding that like I am ready for it now. I don't need any more preparation. Like I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Okay. So good. If people wanna find you, if they wanna go to your concerts, if they wanna hire you as a coach. Um, yes. Say everything. If you're on Instagram. You can follow her there, but say it all because for the- follow them. Follow them. Follow them. Thank yeah. you. Yes. Thank you. Um, yeah. So my Instagram is Coco Madari. I am also on Facebook at Coco Madari, and I have a podcast called Do Epic Shit. I am. I have open enrollment for my Big Bang Mastermind, so that's my coaching group program. We start May second. And so if you are interested in that, you should go on my website and check it out and sign up, apply. And uh, I also have one-on-one spots available. So that is awesome. And we're working on an album 
and that should be coming out soon. There's just so many fun things happening. So many fun things. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you. This was so fun. I love you. We'll talk like as friends soon. Yes. Okay, bye. Okay, did you love that episode? Did you love everything we talked about? If you did and you want to learn advanced somatic techniques to use with your clients that come from an intersectional feminist lens, this is at least the only somatic certification that I know of that specifically has a component of diversity, equity, inclusion-informed somatics, um, trauma-informed somatics. So you're using these tools in the most helpful way possible for all of your clients. The advanced somatic certification is for you. It's six months. It's specifically for coaches, therapists, healers, EFT, whatever you do, (laughs) Um, if you want to add these advanced somatic tools to your toolkit, you have to check it out. You can learn more at BrynBamber.com. Somatics is the most life-changing thing I have ever done, um, applying these tools to my life. So I am obsessed. I want to get them into your hands. I want to get them to your clients because people need the shit. People need to heal. And these are some pretty deep, profound tools. So brynbamber.com to learn more. Okay. Talk to you next time. Bye.